Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Central Stadium, an iconic sporting venue. As part of a major fundraising drive, My Stadium Seat is offering you the chance to place your name or the name of someone who loves GAA on a seat at the Field of Legends. Packages from 100 euro include seat naming plaques, certs of authenticity, online biographies, and open day tickets. Show your support. Visit mystadiumseat.com. Central Stadium, where every name matters. Welcome to episode 83 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. Uh, tonight I'm joined by Carrick Davins, man Stephen Cronin and Sean Smith from Tardis Sarsfield. We have an absolutely packed show uh, this week uh, after all the club action at the weekend and stuff going on in the background with the tip senior herders. So we're going to get cracking straight into it. Um, Sean, backroom team announced. Declan Laffin, TJ Ryan and surprisingly enough, Parik Maher. Uh, what do you make of it? Yeah, um, kind of when I heard of a new car, I was like, Jesus. But to be honest, Tip County Board, there's no time waste here. Very efficient, to be fair to me. You know, like, we're in Tip, we give out fairly easy and we don't throw the confidence as much. But to be honest, they sewed this up fairly rapid, like Nick has over the gal- at the Tip GA gallery race day yesterday, you know, talking, interviewing as if he stepped into row straight away. He's got plenty of matches the weekend, you know, in the old stand there, sitting on his own, watching the games. But I think it's a great team put together, to be honest. Declan Laffin, like, he's a man that you don't hear much of, but you hear is very big praise about a lot more swear by him, to be honest. Um, he's able to keep that team going to see what it's doing for football hurling down there. TJ Rhinos and stuff. And Traparic, like, he's bringing in someone that's maybe kind of close to the panel and knows who the other lads kind of get them on board again and rally last few, maybe a year or two out of them. So I have no complaints on the end of the Stephen, what's your reaction to it? We had a bit of a chat on the... Uh... WhatsApp group saying, is he a bit too close to the panel after literally only after retiring six months ago? Is that, do you find that an issue? 
Yeah, no, for me it's not an issue. Um, I think the whole too close to it, I think, is a throwback to when uh, when 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 managers can't be friends with, with players and, and they think, you know, like small club mentality, like picking their friends over, over the fellas that should be playing. I don't think any of that's going to happen. I think Paulie's uh, far too professional for that. And Paulie was leader in that temporary dressing room all those years. There's no doubt he had he would have had to call one or two things out himself, in, uh, speak hard words in the dressing room, especially as a cap, as, as captain at times. I don't think there's going to be an issue. Do you know, himself and Ronan might have a few words at home or something, you know, like brothers would, but I, I, on the hurling field, I don't think there'll ever be an issue when it comes to to uh, picking teams or, or giving, giving um, instructions or taking instructions and criticism. I, 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 I think it's a fantastic uh, addition to the background team. Sean, I'm, I'm delighted for him. I don't think it'll be an issue, by the way, but I'm delighted for him that he's got this opportunity because it would have come as some shock to him to have to stop hurling completely. And there must be a gap there that he's, he's he was finding hard to fill there for a good while. Yeah, like even our own club there, he was up a steam train every kind of every twice a week, trains a week, and then the boys finds at Parrish. You're going to manage him here because like he's up there, he may as well have been involved, like his roaring ads on and just his presence to be honest, even a sideline, like a song blast, you know, he was kind of standing down towards near the backs, you know, kind of keeping half backs line and checking corner backs, you know, kind of he could see things like the other lads mightn't see and like and to have him in a tip set of like, you know what lads said. He's honest as well. You're not going to like you're not going to pick someone that's not up to like and mm-hmm. like yeah. and get and like the De- excellent he's in Liam won't let either like not his not to be a decision between them all. Like. And uh last night on extra time uh Ronan Cork was asking the same question and I'll give you a quote here from Carl. I was absolutely thrilled when he accepted my offer to come into the management team. It absolutely gives the perfect link between current player and new manager coming in. So, look, Cahill's doing all the right things so far, Stephen, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like, efficiency straight down to it. You know, get the men he wanted on board. Like, another another quote there that's doing the rounds, three phone calls, three yeses, three meetings, job done. You know, that, that that's I think is brilliant, you know, and straight to work already. You know, they're all going to the championship matches now and they're going now with a job in mind. They're not just going as spectators. And um yeah, look, you can't help but be positive for the appointment and then the work that that Liam Cal is is going about himself and organizing his own backroom team. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully they, they produce the good for us goods for us this time next year. Hopefully we'll be Looking back at this with a bit of fondness talking about it. Um, but as you say, Cattle was at plenty of matches over the weekend, Sean. Um, he was in Turles on Friday night, but we'll go through the groups. Um, we'll go through group by group by group. So group one in the senior Dan Breen, we had Killer One and Mike Kerkey. I think that was on Sunday evening. And Jesus, Sean, this isn't a result I don't think many people seen coming in absolute annihilation. 4.22 to 10 points. I know you weren't at it, but what, what what are your reactions to that? Oh, I've heard like it's talking about a few characters there, fix going away and kind of saying, like, you know what, like all oh, like they're coming up on the rage and he's like and Killer Annie's don't know where they are really kind of they're good in the league already right, fair to but like I didn't see the result coming, beating by what twenty four points then, does it? Yeah. Four twenty two to ten. Keen you know, Darcy so, got a hat trick. Yeah, like you know, like it's just not the way you want to start a group and Killer Anne are off to fly with that result. But like that's one of the shocks, not the shock, the result, probably not, but the scoreline, to be honest, was just 
blew, blew teams out. But like, and be honest, and need a close to draw in the other game in that group. That's it, upload for Killer Ann. You know, that they're gone top already after one game with a big score difference as well. Yeah, Stephen, you mentioned Nina and Clonalty there, uh, 310 to 19 points. Um, Nina really um, clinging on for a lot of that match, and they were looking to get a result out of it. Yeah, the goals kept them alive. Like, 10 points is a poor turn for a senior Ireland team. You know, I know uh, Clonalty Rasmore are a great team themselves, like, but 10 points is a poor turn. Relying on goals that Clonalty will have to try and address themselves, like, you know, they could have been far more goals. Yeah, like, but there's there's probably they'll they'll have to be working on their shooting, you know, because you you're not going to be they're not going to be up against teams so porous as as Clonty were the first day around, and you know they're going to be need to be racking up big points there to be um uh to be qualifying out of the group, like you know, and look and I suppose Clonty they're going to have to have a look at their own backline there, at the space and 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 everything they were giving Nina just that's not good enough at this level. Yeah, particularly that first goal, Sean. Did you see the match, Sean? No, we draw. We draw match Saturday evening. Well, we were playing yeah. for us. But so. uh, I'll, I'll leave this open to the two. Yeah, the first goal, um, in particular, Ben West. Um, I think it was after about ten or fifteen minutes. It reminded me of um, Pat Donlan's goal against Cork in twenty thirteen, All Ireland. Just the defence opened up for him, and he just stayed going and going. What's the start? He's run from the half back line. Like how? How is he not taken down? Like even he's not fair clinical. Like how was he not? No, I don't know, think it, was it, that open, it, was it? It, it is a strange one because when Clonty won the, uh, the county there a couple of years ago, beat Nina in the final. They they suffocated Nina, didn't give him an inch. By all accounts, then the Nina has the freedom of the park and the forward line uh, for goals. Like it's. The strange, like, is is it first day of nerves? Is is it tension of first round? Like, the first round, it's so difficult, and whoever loses it, it, they're on the back foot for the next two games. Like, it's 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 a it's a hard one to put their finger on. You wouldn't be expecting Clough to be to be so open like that at the back. Yeah, and they were lucky. Martin Sadler was in half decent form. He made some great saves, but uh, Connor Hammersley, Stephen, I was impressed with him. He got some great scores, particularly one there in the second half out near the sideline. It was an absolute belter. Yeah, actually, like. I don't know. He's the sorry, no mine's gone blank there. And yeah, but he's going to have to be going well now for, especially after losing Timmy uh, this year now. So they're going to, they're, you know, he's he's a huge loss that can't be underestimated for for Clonty Rossmore. Like you know, he was the go-to guy, and, and uh, the rest of the boys now are going to really have to um, really have to step up now and. You know, and, and drive them on because we always expect Clonty to be to be dying at the top table. But uh, yeah. conceding the way they're conceding is it's it's not it's not healthy going forward. Yeah, and I think they were expecting half expecting Cottle Burke uh to be back for that match. And if he can come back there in two weeks' time, he'd be a great addition back from as well. But uh, that group's uh, shaping up nicely, it'd be hard to call. You'd imagine Mike Harkey be after that result will be struggling to be out with a group. So you have Killer on two points. And Nina and Clonaldi on a point apiece. Um, we'll move on to Group Two now, Sean. So another game. Sorry, where... just uh, end just before we yeah. move on. What happens now that Nina and Clonaldi drew? Who plays? You know, is usually winners and winners, losers and losers. What I happens think, now? I think it works that the teams that were drawn off first for the first round play off as winners. 
Okay. So they'll be assumed as winners. I'm not sure what way it works out now. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. But yeah, it's working that way. We're playing Holy Cross in our group, so that's the way we were drawn on first. Okay. Yeah. Um, right, Sean. So, Turles, Bursley, an absolute creaming for Bursley, Sean. Uh, this was a game I was expecting to be close. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I, to be honest, like, in the first half, <coughs> we kind of went five on up there and kind of going, geez, we got five points there already, kind of, and then, Creedon got the goal, but then Percy from off wide as well. Brendan Mara wasn't right, to be honest. He went, he went off injured, but he wasn't right during the game. You could see it, he wasn't covering the ground. Um, Kenny inside, it was Mara Pajosa kind of. Kenny got tough and air on, but also kind of held him back in. But I just, we kind of going to have time. It was like, kind of, if we get to another six points on the board, get to 220 to, to see it out. You know, we got to 223, but I didn't expect that from Percy. It's kind of hard to know whether it's hard for me to say, it, especially like, are we good or are they bad or what kind of way you look at it? Stephen, what, what's what's your opinion on that? Personally, when, I'm very disappointed with that. Yeah, when you hear of of Brendan Mar not going well and having to come off, like to lose a talisman in the middle of a game, it it, it sucks the life out of of the rest of the club players. Like you know, and uh, them boys going in, you know, like some of them could be going into that game thinking, "Geez, Brendan's only touching goal." Like their their focus is could be on Brendan, you know, rather than focusing on the match. You know, it is a it is a bit of a it'll be a bit of a sore one for Boris Lee, you know, but at the end of it, like it, it is Torres Ashfields as well. Like, you know, if you don't come fully prepared against Torres, they'll uh, they'll have no bother taking you to the cleaners. And no bother to the end, yeah. And you know, there's a there's a lot of talk behind Boris Lee Sean, at the minute with what they've Shane O'Neill as manager. They're getting a twist out of uh, Mikey Bevens at the minute doing a bit of coaching. Everybody's fit. I don't think they're missing any players. Um, Kieran Co- or Paddy Stapleton came on the other day off the bench, all right, but he's been touching good to start the last two, year or two. Where do they go from here, like? Yeah, they're kind of they're strategy during the game. They're kind of doing short pokes, but we're only kind of going there waiting for around the flanks. No, they're kind of getting caught. Um, they kind of changed it up again, but like it's just the slow start didn't help their cause at all. And their main man not firing the first half, you could have kept a few points to find, but like. Even our team were missing a few starters as well. Like we weren't as in Stephen Cal didn't play. Billy only came on a few minutes to go. So like we we kind of more lads made that might come on again, but lads on the team to be honest gave a good performance. But first be shocking disappointed. Like, you know, they it's hard to know. Like next now they're at least then the next day we were playing we were playing drum, you know, and they've kind of get the result back show back and over beating Templary, but like does want to come down to the last day to beat a drum team to go through, like you know, that's the way to look at. Yeah, and we'll go to that one next. Uh, I don't know if either of you seen it, but I was at this one. Uh, from fairly, fairly easy. 230 to 219 winners. Um, Sean, they're, they're motoring well. I know you've been expecting them to be going well with Shamey getting the, getting the break. Yeah. What, what, are, they, are they a dark horse, are they? I, I said it there on the pod there. Like, they're going well. They fit Shamey in. Club focus and they have a great 100 lads coming in the minor team in 20 over the years. Like, they're going to give anything plenty of and like scoring 230 I know it lets go it's only against Templary but Templary earned the right up there Templary last year were a team that were fired and even what Templary scored and says is 220 you got like that's that's a fair score still as well like you know to, mm. and to lose by you got 10 11 points as well so it kind of shows the standard drummer kind of setting to the score the weekend if you're looking going is the bigger teams are putting up these scores and winning by winning well and like you mentioned there earlier on, like Nina Canolta kind of weren't putting it over the bar, weren't getting the scores. Like they've kind of wondering why they aren't. Yeah, it was the narrative going into that game was if Templary can close shop at the back, they might have a chance. But like the, 
they were conceding way too easily. Um, they were, I think they started with a sweeper. And I'm, I'm starting to be corrected on this. Drum might play with a sweeper this year. They seem to be Stevie Nolan was the sweeper, but they were, they were really working the ball out well. Uh, the manager on the sideline, every time they lumped the ball down, he wasn't a bit happy, so they're trying to play through the lines. Really impressed. I don't know if you know this, Sean. Was Jamie Maloney playing at Forwards last year? Um, was he playing the forwards? I think back in our matches. I he don't know. I actually playing centre forward from the other day, and he's he's a fair threat up there. He's fair direct. Anytime he gets the ball, he's he's head down. He scored a goal and set up another and set up Jamie's. I think so. He's been a big addition up there. Um, but look, they're hurling well, and Jamie is looking in great form. Um, as we're well, saying, got one five or six. Huh? He got one four from play and he scored. Oh. He scored. He scored all the free. Um, was it two thirty? They scored. Was it two thirty? Yeah. yeah. Two two thirty is phenomenal scoring for any game. But to be playing a sweeper and still score that, yeah, you know, that's Jesus. That's a well drilled team there. Like yeah, that's yeah. five. You know, up top with five forwards and still racking up thirty points. That's yeah. and, and and whatever wise they hit as well. Like to to add to the um opportunities. Like that's just that's fairly very very impressive. Yeah, and they're, they're, they have a good starting 15, but they were bringing off good ammo off the bench as well. David Butler and Johnny Ryan came on, like so. Like, they're, they're good players to be to be bringing on. I thought John Campion was very good again, that he looks he looks the part there midfield. So, geez, drum will be they'll be in good mood going into the Boris match, and that's going to shape up to be a cracker. I'd imagine that's a playoff really for, for second place. So, you have Turles topping the group with two drum just behind him on score difference on two, and Tendalari and uh, Boris uh, bringing up the rear so we'll go to group three now lads um, this is the controversial controversial <laughs> one uh, the draw of Toome and Mullenhorn 3-12 to 2-15 uh, we'll just get straight to it lads it was white <laughs> <laughs> well, my, ta- my take on a scene uh, seeing the, um, the the images it looks like the flag to me it looks like the flag moved first then the net and yeah. If there was a hole in the net, or if the net wasn't pinned properly, that ball had to go through the net without touching any any part of the net. It like you're looking at that there, and it's like to give a goal there. If there's a hole in the net, the net will will move. You know, yeah. Is there a hole that big that the slitter didn't even touch the net on its way out? I don't think so. There's, it's in Semper Stadium, you know, like. And the nets that bad up there, like we we've nets down there that must be in better condition than the Davin Park, you know. And, and uh, you <laughs> know, seen like fishing nets in better nick that wouldn't go and go through. But I there's no that, hole in the net, though. Yeah, no. exactly. Ta- Ta- Tom McGrath like, was on Tip FM last night saying he was actually inspecting the nets the next day in Torles, and there was yeah. no hole in the net. I think so. it's the the goal came from the man that took it. That's yeah. that's you know if, if I took that penalty, did the exact same thing, we weren't given a goal. But he wasn't round that much to look at either. He wasn't fully like, you know, there was no real mm. adamant row. That's the kind of I kind of what turned yeah, me off yeah. thinking it wasn't a goal then. Like, but like, whatever about that, lads, with the umpires, like, I mean, you've one job. I don't like criticizing lads for giving up their time to for the matches to go ahead. Mother of God, like, how can you not see that? Like, it couldn't be any more black and white. And it's not like it's split, as you were saying, Stephen, playing it down the backfield and tomb there or something. Like, this is a simple stadium, like. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, these, these are frustrating. And as you said, like, we don't like to be too critical of lads because these, these lads are only helping out the referee. Like, you know, and it's tough. It's tough going because we've spoken about on, on uh, PV today that 
no matter how right you are, there's still going to be someone whinging. But for me, anyway, this is an obvious case of a phantom goal, a goal that wasn't and was given. And it's 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 extremely frustrating, like, you know, yeah. especially like the players, you, you're, you're after doing, you know, you have to go through the hardship of a game, but the training, the preparation, the commitment going into it and to be, to lose, to, to draw a game or, or, or to concede a goal like that is is very frustrating. That is, and to be to be honest with Jenny, uh, look, it's done and dusted. The result is there now; it's not going to be changed. But just thank God it's not the last group game or something where there was a win to get you through and you needed it. And he's that have been an awful kick in the stones. But we sh- should have probably had them beaten. I mean, for forty minutes, we were kind of coasting, and we we just didn't tag on the points there just to make sure. But um, Jack Delaney hurled right well for a score two goals, and he set up the third. Um, who else hurled well? Robbie Quirk hurled well. A lot of lads did hurl well, and for Mullenhorn, fairness, Kelly turned the match when he came on. Uh, I thought Mikey O'Shea was good. Um, Owen Finley had a good game. Jack Shelley, in, in particular, now he's he's one of their go-to men now. With, with, especially when Kelly didn't start, he's a really aggressive player, and he gets onto some on the ball in fairness. In. But um, look, we were given a lot of extra time to get an equaliser that we probably shouldn't have been got. So um, I can't really complain too much. We six minutes. I don't know where the ref got it from. So. I thought we'd done well to work the point. Um, so look, it's not a complete disaster anyway. At least we didn't lose the match. Yeah. Um, so the he other... got the six minutes off his umpire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I, was I always going. Sub- subconsciously, he must have thought, "How do we I better give these lads a chance because that, that was probably it was a bit dodgy." Like, but look, anyway, look, we can stop talking about. It. We'll talk about hurling. That's uh, Upper Church and Holy Cross, Sean. Um, probably not a surprising result. Upper Church, obviously. Uh, BG in the mid and just didn't show up against the Brackens uh, put up a good show here 223-21 probably in control for most of the match yeah we all accounts they were holding across but we missed even their last thing in the pod like Brian Amara missing there in the back line you know um, like you know they still got the going but the church got in when the scores mattered and had too much to the ending like you know but like up for Friday and the foreign team got wind after the Holy Cross would be disappointed by kind of manner of defeat to be honest by the scoreline yeah, and I think Joe Caesar was probably hurling well from in the forwards and he went off injured, I think. Uh just lacking lacking a lot of scorers, Sean. If if you can't shove uh Barrett up the field with O'Mara centre back, a lot of the scoring burden really on, on Dara Woods there, probably not enough of a spread. Exactly. And the other side then, like Sean Ryan for popped forward scores, Luke Shannon got the goal. Like, you know, the lads there to kind of throwing the scores around there. Um Paulie Green as well, he's a handful of whole things. So like, you know, there's plenty of scores in the Upshurst line and well, cross for missing that. But as I say, Brian O'Mara, as any team, any club team in the county, he's the huge loss. Like yeah. Barrett is trying to cover two, two or three positions in. Yeah, yeah, it's a big ask. So that that's Group Three. So Upper Church are leading that one up with two points, and uh, Toom should be on two points, but it's a point apiece for Toom, <laughs> Mullinahon, and uh, Holy Cross bringing up the rear there. And we'll go on to Group Four now, boys. Surprising, well, not surprising results, but we had two draws here. Um, Jacob Brackens and Airog, firstly, that's 116 to 19. Um, after Jacob Brackens winning the mid, Sean, we you'd probably yes. imagine that they, they do the business here against Airog, but they're sticky, yeah. aren't they, Airog? Airog done it against us the first round there a few years ago as well. You know, they come out and just get these results, like where Brackens maybe were celebrating a bit beforehand and won the mid and pretty cooked the eye off a small bit, you know. Um, no, but. Rogue, rare rogue, as they say, they won't roll over. Brackens, you sure disappoint to that, especially the other game being a draw. Like, there's an opportunity there, and they are playing the Saturday as well. So, the new result from Friday night, like, you know, mm-hmm. a draw there is putting the top and clear, like, against 
like supposedly it kind of go on the weakest thing in the group is the bottom seed. The only thing the bottom seed. Where the bracket is the bottom seed actually. Who are four, uh, three, four n- No, Anna Carty would have been the bottom seed. Anna Carty would be. Yeah, yeah. Probably still a hangover in Templemore, Stephen F for the mid final win. Yeah, yeah. You could a hangover of sorts. You, like the mid, first mid final, the first mid championship. Um, there's look. They could have been ultra professional. They might have been smart when it came to the celebrations. But there's still an emotional high you're coming down off of, you know. And no matter how you what, no matter what way you paint it, uh, the not a Taurus Asfields where mid titles are, you know, expected every year. This is a first mid title, so there's going to be euphoria for a couple of days, reaching that same level of of, of focus so soon after it would have been very difficult, like you know. And they probably feel coming away out of a out of that game without being bet so soon after the mid-final mm. might, might have been a positive as well you know I know there's, a, there's an opportunity for Mayor to get the win you know and it puts pressure on the other teams but you know so soon after mid-final you know I'm kind of I, I, I think it's a good it's a it's a good draw rather than a, ba- a poor draw if you, if you understand me yeah I'd have to fall back any of the preliminary quarterfinals no, that's always there like every team like you know when you're kind of going I are not great but that's always there in the back of my mind as well no they're always a lifeline there it's no mm-hmm. problem and in the other game, Sean, there was a draw between Kildangan and Lockmore, 18 points apiece. Probably if you asked both sets of management before, if they'd take a draw, they probably would have with injuries and lads missing. Probably a result that they'll both have taken. Probably was, but to come down the straight, I was in, I missed the first few minutes and got the most second half. And like Lockmore kind of second half, I thought, were always a few points ahead. Kildangan again, their shooting was just poor. Um, Kind of one mark from 56 yards, hit bad wides when the game was two or three points in it and they got scores at the end to win it and neither team then looked like winning it either so as I say with the two teams that out like even looking like more team paper there's a few names there now that like you rarely I wouldn't have heard of but to be honest anyone who's on Lockmore jersey they absolutely give it all in like even Norm McGrath was larger than ground the field there he just just watched me and getting on the ball he just has that he just had the class lads it's just to ease it's impressive, Stephen, isn't it? And look, Kildangan obviously are missing a few, but they still brought Willie Connors on in the first half and had Billy Seymour back. I know he has no hurling done, but Lockmore are missing a lot more by the end of the match, and they're still still always hard to beat. Yeah, first great to, to hear Willie Connors back on the hurling field and run and flying it like you know, his tough injury there last year, but he's going well again and more power to him. But I, I suppose this game this game alone probably had more injuries. Both teams coming into this game with with injuries probably more so than any other any other game in in, the, in any of the divisions or the, and to put up a show nineteen points is nine is good score like you know and as like we 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 rave about Lockmore every year but they they just as as Sean said when you plan the jersey it just gives them power like you know whoever comes on the team it's it's just born into them just work 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 like you know and yeah. you know and, and fair play to them to them. I suppose every day you have Noel McGrath on your team, you always have a chance, <laughs> like you know, and and uh, tis uh, tis tis phenomenal stuff from, from Lockmore. You no know, pressure on them, and they wouldn't have a massive pick. Same fellas playing hurling and football, and uh, you know, and I suppose it. Kildangan had their had their um had had their injuries too, and it is a credit to both clubs to be able to 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 still duke it out with such a, with so many injuries and you know to such high standards still. So it was a tough weekend, Sean. I meant to say this is the start for, for Hurling in general. Probably 
contributor to the low enough scores that, that we've been come to use to, at a club level. It's very greasy on a hard surface. And I, I don't know what you thought, particularly in the two match and then with the Cashman Pan Kenny match the next day. I thought it was very, it was a lot of mistakes been made. Oh, yeah. I thought even when the round is so hard and the rain fell, geez, mm. even, even over two more playing the match to come to that later as well. The ground went all greasy, all like. Like and again, it's the first kind of major game. That's why there's probably a lot of wides, no hands and errors and that. Like they'll come around, but like still, like any kind of team that kind, there's no results. We're going, oh, geez, they robbed the draw there. Like both teams are fair for by by all accounts in that group for the draws. Like you know, it wasn't like oh, so and so didn't show up. Like you know, that's the way I look at. It. Yeah, so that's group four, lads. Um, every team on a point. Uh, was, it's very close. There's even only a point difference in the scoring as well. So look, there's plenty to play for in that group. We'll move on to the Premier Intermediate uh, now, Sean. Um, Turles and Ballina, or was it, sorry, that was in Group 1. Were you in Group 1? I'm just checking the... We, we weren't, no, it was Mary's, oh, Sean Tracy, Burgess, yeah. and who's the other one? Yeah, I have it up here now, so we'll start with Group 1. Newport, sorry. We'll go in that order. Um, sorry, no, lads. I'm on the wrong one. Our, one of our St. Mary's correspondent here now, Todd. That's, that's it, just St. Mary's are in it, so... Stephen, I'll, I'll give you a twist on this one. You'd know more about St. Mary's, but they had a good win um, against Newport. Look, uh, Kevin's been telling us about all the injuries they had, 123 to 122. A good win, good start for them. Yeah, fantastic, especially to recover after the South semi-final horror show. You know, that'll, that, that was a low. You know, I know you talk about injuries and it's just, the lads on the field, that day didn't perform and their system didn't work, whatever they were trying. To get back down to the training field last couple of weeks there and, and put in a, a a performance like they did at the weekend and get the win, you know, that'll take an awful lot of pressure off them going into round two. And fantastic win. Kevin will be a happy man the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to him there. He was absolutely thrilled with it. Um, it just takes pressure off them, Sean, just in case. Like, I know they're still missing a lot of players and that's a fairly competitive group with Sean Tracy's and Burgess there as well. So they'll be happy to get a win in their first game. Oh yeah, and like Mary's like kind of I down at their game against Swans and they were just off like and you know, they weren't hiding they were bad in that day and to come out then first round, like, you know, heads were kinda of down, but to come back and get the win um in that group and with the other game finish a draw, it is it's a perfect result for them to start off. Yeah, and uh, as you're saying there, Sean, the other game in that group finished a draw, uh twenty points to Sean Tracy's, uh two fourteen to Burgess. I actually got this prediction right. One of the few predictions I got right in the, the paper last week. There, this is going to be a draw. Because um, you couldn't know what. Yeah, I mean, kind of both teams you wouldn't know where they're kind of. Burgess are kind of that. And Trace, to be honest, we're going right good all year. We played them in the challenge game there. We score yeah. look for them. But Burgess are Burgess. I know our team in that grade are going to there. Like. Yeah, Tracy's in fairness are our team on the up in fairness to them. Um, so that's group one, lads. St. Mary's topping that with two points. And Tracy's and Burgess on one point in Newport. Uh, bringing up the rear on that. We move on to Group Two now. Uh, Ross Gray uh, had a big win, Stephen, over um, Kildangan's B team. I know you probably wouldn't have got to see this at the other end of the county, but a massive win for Ross Gray and one they probably needed after patchy enough North Championship. Yeah, um, I think Ross Gray will be, be very, obviously to be very happy with that. Like, but I think they'd be quite confident of you know like. Getting back up there, you know, contesting the business end of this championship, and I think that has to be that has to be their target. Ross Cray are, you know, it's a massive club, great history, and uh, you know they're after a flyer now. I I saw him, 
Jeez, I can't re- quite recall if, if it was after the, the COVID or was before COVID and they played drum and inch. Jeez, even even where it was. And I was extremely impressed with the speed in the forward line. You know, and they, they rattled drum and inch now that, um, at the time. I, I tried to figure out where it was. That was a draw, was it? Was it was last, yeah, was, they threw the game. The drum got late winner, no? I think... Uh, in uh, Kevin Huey. Could, yeah, that's where it was. Could have been up there. But they, they, I was impressed with them there. Like They looked a bit... Little bit lightweight for want of a better word, but the, the the speed and the quickness of it was on show. And uh, look, there'll be a few there'll be a few teams in the Premier Intermediate now that they're going to fancy their chances to to get get back up to senior. And uh, Ross Gray Ross Gray going to be one of them. Yeah, no matter who you're playing, shooting one thirty three in the match is fair. It's fair score, and I know Kildangan lost a good few lads there to their first team, and they scored it was one thirty three to four twelve. Played it up enough for 30, 40 minutes, but. Oscar eventually pulled away, and uh, in the other group we had Silver Mines and Mine. I was at this myself um, in Barcelona on Saturday. Um, on the Jason Ford show goes on uh, two twelve um, out of three seventeen. Um, he's just an absolute machine, isn't he? At this level, we were sitting there previous last week, just holding him a bit, like just at least holding him with something. But like every game just pops up with seven to eight potential scores. Yeah. He's some detail, Stephen, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't a fantastic credit to him that he's always turning up for his club. He's always the go-to man and nine times out of ten he's delivering. Like It'll take a great performance to keep him to keep him uh, quiet. You know, and I, I, I just, that's something I admire about a county player. A county player, when he goes back to the club, should be seen a mile away. You know, you walk into a hurling field last five minutes, you, sh- you should know who the county players are. And you, you, you see the mile away with his forward when he's playing with his club. Yeah, he's savage in fairness. And he's doing it a long time. Like, so mm. Remember when one day won the county, and I think it was 2011, and they played the first senior championship the next year and they got to the North final. He was, and I won't say he'd done it on his own, not, but Jesus, he was he was unplayable even at that age. Um, but uh, the other day now, I was fairly disappointed with mine. I know they're absolutely ravaged with injuries at the minute. Yeah, they're missing a good lot. I was chatting through mine last Sunday there. Yeah. Um, there are no, it's a ravaged injury. Few lads, lads kind of came in then, they just couldn't keep it in the silver mines. But the few yes. with that level, if missing one or two big players, it's you know, it kills it. Like it got to the point, sure. Um, Paul Maher made a great save off of a Conor McKelvey shot, and he had to go off, stay <coughs> really clean in the face, and ended up having to bring in Gordon O'Connor in the goals. And there was a few times during the match where he had to run out with the ball, and he could not barely run, he could barely and move. Yeah, the way they're kind of oh, looking at the bench, who we use, they yeah. might come on down the line instead of using the juniors, no one goes, yeah. he went in. You know what, Ali? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cool, Connor's lad you want to see back in the field as well, like, you know. Um, good old player on radio tape. You know, these guys need to be playing these games and hopefully. Yeah. Connor Ball was around. very quiet. I thought. Um, 
in fairness, like in a losing side like that, it can be hard to stand out. Anytime he got the ball, he was getting fouled as well, to be fair. But um, look, that was fairly one one way of traffic. Um, an easy enough one for Silvermines. And you'd fear for mine, if they can't get a few lads back and pick up a bit of form, um, wouldn't, wouldn't be a given that they'd be Kiladang and even with them missing a few lads as well. So that group is uh, Ross Gray and the Mines on two points and mine and Kiladang and bringing up the rear on that one. We'll move on to group three now. Probably the shock of the weekend, Stephen. Um, Gertner Hu with a big win over uh, Kilnall, 221-217. We did not see that coming. Yeah. I kind of said... It was a fantastic win for for Gartner Hall. Like you know, that that as we 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 said there recently, there's a, a local derby there as well. You know, I know to be similar to to Drum and and Boris Lee there, but it is um that's just a brilliant win. But you know, I'm, maybe I'm a bit hard on killing all their last few last few weeks, but. You know, and maybe maybe I'm overestimating them now. Maybe the old powers are gone, but it's it's a it's a disastrous disastrous result for them. You know, it puts massive pressure on them going forward. And I I hurled against Kilnall a few times, you know, and 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 I, I I've watched them a lot in South Championship down the years, and I always felt that if you get into them, you know, if you if don't let them hurl. Uh, Give him a bit of stick, you know, get the bodies in. I, I just don't think that they're, they want to hurl. They don't want to be getting involved in, in the, in the physical stuff, you know, and, and if you lay them hurl, they could, they will cut you asunder, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a very, without, without taking any, any, any credit off, of a Gorton Hall, it's a terrible result for Kilnall from Kilnall's perspective. As I said, Stephen, like it puts them in a fairly dodgy position. With Turles and Ballinad to come, and they're, they're no slouches either. We've seen that they're fairly evenly matched on the other side. Yeah, but the thing with Kilnall is they could go out then and they could blow the next team out of the water. Like, you know, mm. it, it's getting, for me, it's getting a toughness into them, but it's getting a consistency there as well. I I don't think, I think Tony Doyle might be um might be training them, or, or he could have been part of the management team last year. I'm not too sure if he's hurling anymore. But the value that he brought to Kilnall the leadership he brought to Kilnall down the years was was unbelievable. Even when they lost Declan Fannin to retirement and, and Kieran Bergen, Tony Doyle was still the go-to man. You know, everyone will talk about bubbles and it, Tony Doyle made them tick and uh, maybe they're missing that. Yeah, uh, he's a serious player in fairness in his time. Uh, Sean, uh, you're in tune on Sunday for Turles and Ballina. I've seen they were fixing the nets there after the the shit show that was Saturday just to make sure there was no controversy up in our end I walk in there's two lads below at either end checking the net by absolutely square by square by there wasn't a hole to be found in us even named tight for that but game we got a draw in the end but in the first half Balanaz shooting was atrocious they should have been 10 or 12 points up John it's kind of left in the game and then we came out to the second half John Mark came on a few change on the team kind of and we just got going and got the scores and Went three points up and Van Laden got go to the other end, scored round one. And there was about five or six minutes at a time. PJ Nolan was giving, gave us a free then to level it there. And when we got the free and kind of went away, but after a first half performance, I'd be very happy getting away with a draw. But then when they're kind of three or four up, you could have robbed it in the end. But Van Laden probably disappointed how he heard in the first half with all the ways. Yeah, and you were saying before that match, you'll either win by a point or lose by 10. You didn't know how to approach it. 
Yeah, it was one. It just it's hard to know, especially with losing lads to senior A and kind of some of them lads and they're, they're they're kind of a young team as well. There were many there's a few experience on it, but not like we've been over the years on that kind of my um intermediate or intermediate to call it like um so but Mikey Breen was marked by was a hint very stupid mark. Mikey Breen scored got a few points, but like overall wasn't like the county player like you see Noah say for example there in the stadium you know um like you mentioned Bonner there maybe like you know but you kind of but still he got the flick for the goal he did the decisive flick out firm and I think it was him he he still had to mark him and like we also had one of our best backs on him um but not a few good lads there now um again names wise I don't know who they were but we were there they're popping our scores but they should they should be not exciting the first half totally honest now. Where did Breen operate? He was full forward, and I seen him in the North Championship. He was centre forward and full forward, so going between the both. So he was, um, he was down the middle the whole time. Um, but he's even the size of him, he's a he's head of everyone. Feel like you yeah. know, so like you have to like mark him. Like he was, he wasn't, he, he wasn't exactly on everything, but still the ball is going towards. He's flicking balls off, breaking up. Like and he got a score as well. But you know, and the rain, the first half actually mill rain there. There's a wind and a rain and. That probably didn't help Banana shooting plans so were kind of shooting with the wind, but then just swirling. But it's um it's a tough group, to be honest now. Like as in like that wing got who got is anyone's game if you know, like on the day anyone could do anything there, like kill all or bottom of the group, he wouldn't take that after game one. Like that's something we wouldn't see. Yeah, it's a big upset in fairness. So that has Gurton Who topping the group with two points and Turtles and Banana point apiece, and killing all bringing up the rear. Uh group four. We were both in the rag, Stephen, for Cashel and Conor Kenny. Um, pretty poor match. Cashel coming out in the end, won 12 to 13 point winners. Um, Ger Brown produced the goods for him. Yeah, nice run down to the middle of the defence there in the second half and got a shot away. and Poor, poor enough our shot, but uh, the follow up and the rebound, fairness, the bravery out of the keeper, he dived out in front of us. I was sitting over near the Conor Kenny subs there and he came out. It looked to be like a badly broken finger he received at the end of it, but ball broke to a cash lad and he tapped it in and to to his um it it gave it gave cash the lead they needed and it kind of deflated Clannock any there after starting so well as well you know they they uh they started really well they were zipping around they're p- taking the right options but they didn't do enough on the scoreboard to to really knock the confidence of Cashel. They left the door open at half time and Cashel came out in the second half. I, 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 their, their forwards must have got a rollicking because they did not, not inform in the first half. Like even, even when your shooting boots are not on, you know, you can chase down fellas, you can hook, you can block, you can put your body on the line. You know what? You can even go in and hit a ladder shoulder and give a free. There was none of that. They didn't lay a, lay a glove on the clan of Kenny backs in the first half. Was and, it or uh, bad in the first half? Is pissing too at the same time? Was uh, it heavy rain there? No. When we came in the when I came in the gap the, in the in the gate there, a downpour came. It it seemed like it wasn't raining up until that point, and then there was a downpour. Then there was a few other downpours, like but the conditions were were um they were the same for both teams and Clan Kelly did did do them very well in the first half, but uh, Cashel can thank their backs for win, for that win. Their backs were. They were, you know, they kept him in the game at half time and they just completely got on top in the second half. And uh the forward started ticking then, the forward started motor. Now it was a low scoring game, but there was there were there were plenty of wides as well. And um I think where Cash will be super confident with, you know, the fitness levels, they were good and they ground out a win that 
they they probably barely deserved. But from a Clannock Kenny viewpoint, they you know they left they left the door ajar for Cashel, and I think they faded badly in the second half. That'll that'll be an issue for him if if you know if uh, going forward for him. Yeah, I thought Devin Ryan had a particularly bad day. I, he's got yeah. so much ability, and I was expecting way more from him. He he was very quiet, and he's even when I mean, he was under twenty for tip, he was very reliable on the freeze. He missed some very easy freeze in that match, put him under pressure. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting, I was expecting a real big game from him now because. Jesus, was it he came on for Tipperary? Was it the Miners or the, a couple of years ago when Walford tried to throw the game? Yeah. Not try to throw the game, but when they tried to <laughs> try to uh, simulate the ending of the game. But he came on and he was fantastic. And you're looking at thinking, Jesus, this lass is going to be a superstar. But he was very quiet now, yeah, um, uh, Sunday. Very quiet. And I expected a little bit more of him. But, you know, in the second half, other, ca- other cash lads stood up like, I I am I'm, I'm gonna forever get mixed up between the two, but one of the one of the uh, bonners there can't afford it. Con was one side, Ross, Ross was the other side, mm-hmm. and, and he really, really took the game to uh, Clannock Kenny there. You know, yeah, so like some lovely points, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, I suppose Cashel will look at that and say, look, we we'd be hoping that Devon would perform the next day. So again, that's probably that's probably a little, little plus. One of their key men not performing and still winning. The next day he could go out and shoot the lights out. Yeah, I thought for Clonic Kenny, Keen O'Dwyer was very good. Uh, Willie Ryan, again, was very good for them. Um, uh, the Michael John Carroll, um, Bobby Bergen, there, were, there was a few good performers in fairness mm. for Clonic Kenny. Probably missing, probably over-reliant on Keen O'Dwyer um, scores, uh, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they were. And, like, if you have one man that's going to do all your scoring, he has to be a Jason Ford. He has to be putting up big scores. If 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 not, um, you know, especially like when I suppose Clannock Kenny would be, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but the, the, they'd be missed, you know, they'd be they'd be competitive, but probably someone you wouldn't look at as a favorite for the the championship. So they need a good spread of of, of scorers up top, and they just they, they struggled. I think I think it's, it was nine points to seven or six maybe at half time, and they they finished the game then with with. Uh, I think it was thirteen or twelve or thirteen, you know, and yeah, Keen O'Dwyer uh, scored ten of the points, like you know, and and that's you know that's that's hard going, like that's not going to bode well, uh, as 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 we as we march along into the championship. Yeah, and in the other game, uh, Port Row against the Swan, a narrow narrow win for Port against the Swan. We've a man smiling there in the camera, <laughs> and it's not Sean. Uh, <laughs> I'd be in trouble. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that in the boat, uh, Stephen, or where you at it, but uh, Port Row just pulled it out in the end. Uh, no, no, we were, we were heading off to get to play our own match that day. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, by all accounts, they did like four, five, four points up. I think with about five minutes to go, and you know they uh, were obviously they were they were turned around, which something they'd be very disappointed with because their fitness levels are good, like, and their the game management is usually a little bit better than that. But I suppose. Look, we all have injuries. Everyone have injuries, but Eric O'Halloran was missing there uh, the other day, and he's he's a huge, huge player for him. Um, Sean, you you remember them playing half forward against St Mary's? That he was understanding yeah. the first half, and uh he's a he's a fantastic player. Like and uh, the work, not 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 just the work he does going forward, but the work he does coming back. And he he would have been a big loss to him now, you know. And 
look, I suppose they'll take confidence from the fact that they know they could have played better themselves. You know, a few, a few badly missed frees that they're probably, that they probably wouldn't normally miss, you know, and, uh, mm. you know, it's, I think they conceded a soft goal that they wouldn't normally concede. So, look, I suppose, uh, I'd fancy a more ahead of Clannacelli now, Clannacelli the next day. Um, but, Look, there's a little bit of pressure going into that second game after losing the first, and they'll 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 be back to the drawing board now working on that. Yeah, and as I was saying in the preview last week, uh, man, that's for poor Troy Ruin Mulroney scored four points, uh, Sam Madden three points, uh, AJ Willis only had a point, he was probably quiet enough, but Port Troy are a dog, I, I, they're like one of the favourites for Fred, they're very hard to beat. Um, and Swan found that out the other day, but uh. Anyway, we'll continue on. That group is uh, finally poised enough for more matches to come. So we've Castle and Port on two points at the top and Carrick Swan and Clonic Kenny um, bringing it up. Um, we'll go on to the intermediate briefly. So that's uh, it's a pity we couldn't get Mike on for group one. Papa uh, White with a narrow enough win over Belly Bacon. I think he was telling us in the group, Sean, that he'd have taken a one point to nil scoreline for that game. So that's Yeah, one of the ways he's down at there and he he said, um, you know, the bite just hurt for a couple of minutes, second half, goal, and a few points, and that was it, you know, I just did it saw it out there, but said disappointed by the result, you know, they got the score, but disappointed performance. Yeah, and that, that essentially, well, you'd imagine uh, Bally Bacon will probably struggle now for the rest of the group, and that's kind of a, a get-out-of-jail card for them um, from there, so they'll probably be out of the relegation scrap if we're going by form. Uh, Stephen Moneygall and Bellingary in the other game. By all accounts, yeah. an awful amount of controversy at this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Canelli is the last minute winner for Money Gall, 114 to 112. Are you hearing that in down south? Yeah, Bellingary not happy at all with uh, with the performance of the referee. Um, I wasn't that now, so I can't, can't comment too much. And to be quite honest, I don't have much sympathy for him. They availed, <laughs> they availed of uh, a poor refereeing performance last year against us. So, uh, you know, with a wry smile and saying, like, what comes, it goes around, comes around. But. Karma. Look, tis tis another tis a difficult situation for Ballangarry. Like, you, you take away the controversy of it, it's a defeat, and Ballangarry would have hoped to have gone straight back up last year, and they didn't. And I think it was Money Gall actually bet him uh, last year in the county was county quarter final, or you know, and they're bet again, and the, the, the pressure's on Ballangarry. You know, big pressure on Ballangarry now because they would have, uh, you know, they've a rich history. In the South Senior Championship in uh, in Tipperary, and and you know they wouldn't see themselves as a Premier Intermediate team, or, or as an intermediate team. Sorry, they'd see themselves as a level above. You know, I know one of our lads was contacted last year to go to go in with him on the management staff, and his, the the quote was, "You won't win nothing down there, but you'll win the county with us." You know, and it's like, <laughs> Jesus, I wouldn't be talking like that too soon, like you know, and. They're they're in a difficult spot now. They're in a difficult spot because it's it's a competitive grade. Like we don't know who's going to like you don't know who's going to win it from one year to the next. And you know, there's they're 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 in a in a really tight spot now. Like you know, and that was a money goal team without Joe Fogarty as well. Probably their best player. So yeah, excellent big, big big win for them now. Big win. So that has Cap White money goal top in that group and Ballingarry and Belly Bacon. Bringing up the rear on that one. We move to Group Two now. Um, Sean Nakavilla with a big win against Ballinahinch, the one twenty-three to twelve points. 
probably gone went along expected lines there. Yeah, Knockville were even last time standing there playing review a lot. He run Knockville and kind of against maybe one week, but they kind of only got four points at the end of all. You know, a big win form, but getting off for that and and, and surprised in the other game, lads are getting abused. Skeen Rinky showed up and no festivities again. There's a few tweets going around there over the weekend about it. <laughs> That's the other end of the last man standing, Stephen. Uh, there was absolute carnage. People back and forth again in that one, including yeah. myself. Maybe it was a long-term plan, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> no, a brilliant result for Skeen Rinky. Um, you know, like, we played him there in uh, uh, the County League. I think it was County League there. Start early, early on in the year. And they, they had a right good good way of playing. Like, you know, they gave us a around at times. I think they play a sweeper and try and work it through the lines. Um, you know, I, I, I was in goal that day. I was a fall for one of the goals there. So I can't, I won't speak too much about it. But, you know, they you know, did... They'd be, they'd be very fit now, they will. And, you know, I suppose, like, look, the controversy that they had to suffer, that the, the bit of slagging they had to suffer the last couple of weeks, rightly so, but they probably would have used it as well, you know. They, they're they brand new up from from uh, the junior grade last year. This this would have been the big one for them. You know, I know they had a the sale championship to play and they could, but, like, it's... This is the grade they want to be at, and to get off to a good start was what they really, really needed, and they did that, and it was a great result for them. And they had football as well. A lot of them lads have football to keep them going, so they're going to be fit out, like you know, like yeah. Um, and all again, you, it's, it might take it out, yeah, like more injury stuff, but still, mentally as well, like they'll relish those matches anyway, Stephen, won't they? Yeah, this great. Yeah, I should like look. I'm after been new up to a grade a couple of times now after the few relegations, but look when you like. When we when we came up in two thousand and nine, two thousand and nine, you're just you're so excited for these games. Like you're so excited to be up that level and playing against so called bigger clubs, you know. And it's just it'll prove a savage, savage uh, motivation for them every night in training. Yeah, so that has that has them topping the group. Surprisingly enough, we wouldn't have predicted that at the start of play. So Steen Rinky on two points, Macavilla on two, and Ballon Hinch and Burst Kane bringing up the rear. Uh, move on to Group Three now. Um, suppose we'll start with Drummond Inch and Arvale, Sean. Um, yeah. Arvale probably disappointed. Yeah. Arvale disappointed there with that. I know Drummer always was mentioned at this grade. They just wave holding lads and they have a few lads, but Arvale will be disappointed there with, you know, that kind of result. Yeah, 20 points to 114. So that's a great start for Drummond, as you were saying. They're always competitive with their second team at that grade. And uh, Stephen, uh, Kilsheelan and Shannon Rovers. Probably another touch of a surprise in this one, Kilsheelan after winning the South final. Shannon Rovers after getting a fair clipping in the North final against Lura. Um, a draw game here, 17 points to 211. Surprised, well, it, surprised it, with that it, result? Yeah, I, I'm very surprised. I think it's a, it's a... Look, a draw is a draw, but it's a fantastic performance out of Shannon Rovers. You say they got a clipping in the North and then to come down. Like, Kilsheelan, South champions, like, but they were in the county final last year as well. Like, you know, so... They're, they're an excellent team, you know, and we played them in the South semi-final and they were a real good style of hurling. Um, but but for Shannon to respond the way they did, you know, that's that's great character there and uh, they'd be extremely happy with that with that result. Yeah, so we have uh, Drum's second team bringing that, or topping that group on two points. Uh, Kilsheelan and Shannon Rovers on a point and Arvale on no points at the bottom. And finally for group four, uh, we'll come to you first, Stephen. So, not as bad as you're expecting. You put up a decent <laughs> enough show against uh, 
against the front runners for the whole championship. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, the scoreline, I suppose, the scoreline doesn't suggest the, the doom and gloom from our point of view as as some might think. You know, we were down a couple of key players and, you know, we're, like, like Laura, they didn't have the numbers. We don't have the numbers. And a couple of old fellas there have to, <laughs> had to suffer through injuries playing the match. But, yeah, look, we, we, we started way too fearful. We gave, gave them way too much respect and they they could do what they please, as they please for the first 20 minutes and you know and and they did you know they, they racked up a nice good score um, nice style of hurling you know move, the, move it through the lines fairly quick um, try and work it close to goal to, to, to get their shots I suppose that's probably a percentage thing the closer you are to goal the better return you'll get um, we kind of we started kind of getting going after about 20 minutes, you know, trying to go back playing our own game. And in the second half, we, you know, we, we just, we just went for it. Like, you know, they were the better team. They probably had, um, they, they probably t- took the foot off the gas in the second half, but you know, we had to work extra hard for our scores. They probably didn't have to work as hard for theirs in the second half. Like, but you know, you know, they were, they were a nice style of hurling. Um, they're slick, quick, you know, they, uh, I, mean, I made a joke to Brian Hogan off the field there at half time. He was playing at the back. I was like, we now make a heap of changes. You know, bring on fight, uh, you know, a mess. And he goes, we don't have them. You know, like, like I said, they didn't, you know, they didn't look like they had a big squad either. That could bring them, like, they'd probably be favourites for the county or a lot in a lot of people's eyes, they'd be seen as favourites for the county. But that might bring them a small bit back into the pack. You know, come county quarter final, semi final, and final, you're prob- most clubs now are probably going to need five lads to be able to come on and contribute. Um, you know, do they have the numbers for that? Uh, that will remain to be seen. Now, they might need it, but as the season goes on, bodies get tired, injuries come in, you need, you need lads to be able to come in and, uh, and do the job that the lad going off was. And, uh, you know, like, look, I wish them all the best. I hope they go out now and absolutely hammer the the tar after the next two teams and you know if we can get we get our lads back right and hopefully over the injuries you know we, we, we'll see what happens in the rest of the group games you've been targeting the other two teams anyway Steve that's from, from the get go yeah because look we have to be realistic either like you know we're we're only we're only small numbers ourselves and we can't afford injuries and we got we can't afford fellas away and, and it happened so you know our uh if we had a full team going out against Lara, look, they probably would have won anyway. You know, but we think we have a, a good chance now in the next day against we're playing uh Borland the next round. And you know, if we can if we can perform there, who knows? Like, you know, we'd uh, look, I suppose I'm not gonna say we're gonna go out and beat Borland or anything, but we're 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 gonna go down training there. Unfortunately we had a death in the parish there. So we go back training there Thursday night and the aim is to go out and beat Borland. Whether we can or we can't, we'll see in two weeks. Yeah, Sean, that's the last match of the group. I don't know if you heard much about Borland losing to Golden Cathedral, 22 points to 114. Um, bit of a come down after winning the, the mid. Mid, yeah. Borland were found through there from out on there. Saying Borland were flying the mid, you know, and they were kind of confident enough to win that game and you know, not getting results. He wanted to start off and um, going in with four, maybe same kind of brackets they were going into the game after winning the mid title. And you know, it is. Being positive, but friend up self again, but you know, um, Kilfee can go a little bit light with that goal, and always kind of 
they all just do do it and get the scores. But as you say, that group is Laurel's top, and then it's going to be a, a dog fight then for another place. But Portland having the fallback of the south there or the mid mid intermediates to help their friend on it, and might might kind of just kind of be back in the mind a bit. Yeah, the golden lads won't be won't be listening to us this week anyway. I'd say so we can, uh, we can say what we like. I'd say, but uh, that group is. Uh, I'm afraid to say, Stephen Carrick Davins are bringing up the rear, and we've Laura and Golden on two points, and Borlahan on no points as well. Um, so that's the end of the club uh, season, or well, the club first weekend of the club action. Um, Just to know what they're in the club. What do you make of um the South referee situation there? Um, I know, like it's. The short no, this is what I find scandalous to be honest. Well, mind if Tolia and the Wednesday hurls about surely a new reforms available more yeah. than five hours for match. This is where I, I think uh, serious questions have to be asked about the planning. You know, you have senior, premier, intermediate, and intermediate uh, starting up this uh, this weekend gone, and the South Board think they could uh, start up a junior championship. Like, where were they going to get the referees? We're in, we, we have a shortest referees in the first place. Never mind every other club playing a game in the, in the championship. There's, uh, there's, there's poor planning and, and you, you, like, I, I don't know, I don't know, can anything be done? But, like, it's, there's always seems to be a problem. Always. And you wonder, is there, will there come a time when the county board will have to step in and say, lads, what the hell is going on down that? You know, it is, it, it's, it's terrible on them. Um, and on all those clubs and all those players, like we, we're trying to keep people staying hurling, you know, like, look, not every lad is cut out to give the responsibility to train like a, a senior club or a premier intermediate club. Like they want, they want to train, they want to go play the few matches at junior and some junior teams are very serious about their, about their hurling. You know, if, if they're going to be treated like that, eventually we're going to lose them. And um, it, it's, it's extremely extremely bad plan and review or questions or something has to be done at the end of the season for the like of this not to happen again we play devil's advocate on that one Stephen isn't it should the clubs not be up in arms about this like it's up to them to form the South Board as well and get the right lads in place yeah, and try and get I'd the agree. I'd agree I think I think the problem again I'm speculating one of the problems could be could be the right lads not doing the job and the lads that are doing the job are not the right lads. You know, like we never hear this of any other division. You know, it was like, or is any, like, one or something is like, was a ref not known Thursday or Friday or did they wait to start in the morning? I know, like, probably now refs is their own linesman, like, doing on the senior games into me, the Premier, but like, how, yeah. what, who do you think is going to show up and ref again? Is this why kind of, but that's just like, because they're senior, Premier, Intermediate and Intermediate games, like, where did they think they were going to get the refs? You know, and like this is not just this weekend now. Like um, I, I know it goes back to juvenile. We had a juvenile game out the field there. Was it against Clamalog? I think it was thirteens or fifteens. I can't remember. And um, but jeez, I'm forgetting his name now. But the Kilsheelan goalie, I can't, I can't. Jeez, I'm, I, I'm terrible at remembering names. He, he rocked on into the field two minutes before throwing. Is he only got the, five, the phone call five minutes ago that the other lad never thought rang in that he wasn't available you know like this lack of communication is the very it's at the crux of it as well like you know are a ref, referees being contacted are they available this weekend and if 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 not why are they going ahead with the games are referees even being asked 
you know, or, or it, it's a hard one and it's a frustrating one. And you know, to be honest, to be quite honest, it's embarrassing as well because it's always the South. Every every year there's an issue. It's coming back to the South again, and I don't know what clubs are going to do it. As I said, the men in place maybe they're not the right men, and the the men that's needed in place maybe just don't want it. Um, we're not like. Like mid, we're in mid or playing June or midweek, and it's kind of a lot of times our matches are rearranged around what suits both clubs and mid referees. And we often have Tuesday night, could be Thursday night, could be a Monday. Like, you know, there's a lot of movement, it's not fixed, like, you know, but yeah. the games that are getting played, like, you know, we're just getting through them somehow. You know, um, yeah. played one again last night, it's a lot more like, I mean, it's still a lot of lads in the one even, but just kind of played, and that was it. But just to go back to what you said, like, you know, they're, um, what suits the clubs, you know, referees contact, like, Communication, you know, there has to be a lot of communication, you know, and 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 that that will help. Like maybe going midweek should have been the thing in the first place until until the referees became available. Um, but it's like there's the fixtures. We'll make the fixtures and we'll worry about the rest afterwards. And uh, the morning of a match to find out there's no refs that that the championship have to be called off. I think I seen a, a comment on Premier View there last week that. One of the, one of the one of the clubs involved had to had to contact the club they were playing to see if it was true, because they hadn't contacted themselves. Like you know, this this is kind of, this is terrible. This is amateur stuff. Yeah, even the promotion it again, Stephen. I think somebody started a thread on Premier View about the North West and the Mid and the promotion of the games they have. And who's who's the mid PR of Mark Dunn? Uh, you have Michael Quinn, the North, Francis Cochran, John O'Shea, and the West. They put in serious effort into the match reports and um, updates on on what's going on. It just seems the South are behind in every aspect. Yeah, yeah, even... yeah. Absolutely, I, I follow all them on uh, on Twitter because just to get the the wide range of results, I'm fairly sure that some a, a random person set up a South a South Twitter thread just for results off his own back because they're not an official from the South. There, you know, and it's 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 really poor, like you know and. I don't know. It's to be honest, it's hard to put put the finger on it. Um, you know, again, I come back to it. We're just probably filling positions with, like, I know from personal experience that we in in our club, the, the last twenty years, we probably put the wrong men in the wrong place, and we suffered from for it. You know, and that that's probably happening at the South Board. And yeah, so we'll finish up at that. Um, just on a positive note before we finish, I just want to thank Colin O'Sullivan for starting up the last man standing there in Premier View, uh, even though I'm pretty much nearly gone out of it already. To be the quickest last man standing ever, I think. <laughs> Very quick. But isn't, isn't just a, uh, I, 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 I got myself a new fan there on Twitter there. A uh, lad created an account just to have a go at me. And he had, I think he had a go there at, at uh, the, the, the picking of you know the the result of the sorry the um picking winners you know you know predictions but isn't it a great thing that so many people are gone we were looking for a competitive Tipperary championship with yeah. years and years and we have one now so competitive that it it's it's nearly impossible to pick winners bar the one or two gimmies you know it is I think it's a fantastic statement for for club hurling yeah I just want to highlight the column as well that I uh Picked the right uh, winner in the Portrow and Carrick Swan game. Um, very shrewd <laughs> of me. And we'll be back later in the week. That's that's it for the review show anyway. And uh, we might have Kevin and Colin back uh, later in the week to preview the football at the weekend. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Premier View podcast. The Bar- the Bar- the Bar- the Bar- the Bar-
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.